Viva La Mexico. We ran two camps back to back, uh, two sold out camps at Trace Palapas. Big shout out to Trace Palapas. That place is, is lovely. Uh, anyhow, so Trace Palapas, 10 courts, uh, two camps back to back. Probably had 30% repeat campers. Had some people that came down last year uh, that also made it this year. We had a big crew from Vancouver, Irene Ma. What's up, girl? <laughs> Irene brought her uh, brought her chicas down with her. Um, all those ladies. Those girls play. could play, too. Those, those, those are some high level ladies. 4045. And honestly, K Mac, we, we talked about this. Uh, that first camp was probably one of our most high level camps. I mean, courts, you know, one through nine were, you know, 4045. Uh, courts yeah. 10 through 12 were like three, five and above. So, yeah, I thought uh, great experience. The first camp was three days. We, we did a camper dinner on uh, what, day three, day two. We Sunday. did like a little quad quad activity. We ended up uh, taking a different trip, went to the water. The campers loved it, took a little group photo. Yeah, it's so pretty, pretty there, right? I mean, it was too cool. It was gorgeous. I mean, Mackie's still out on the water, but. Right, good time. And big, big shout out to our camp administrator, Emily Taylor. Love that gal. She's been with us for like three years now. She brought her family down. She's coming down to Los Relays the last couple years and does a lot of great things for us. So I uh, can't thank her enough. My name is Tyson McGuffin. Welcome to the McGuffin Show. Uh, it is cold here in Coeur d'Alene. It's dumping snow right now. Uh, school is closed, at least for Sky. Uh, Banks went to school this morning. I would assume Preemptive just, school closing. I would assume they just don't want high school kids driving to, you know, driving to uh, school. But uh, <laughs> uh, woke up nice and early this morning. Got uh, got a nice little session in. I got some boys in town right now. Yame. Um, Yame is going to be living with me, sleeping in my bed for the next couple months, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Keeping it PG-rated, clothes are always on. And then uh, there's a gentleman named Marcel that actually played first round in, in single. This guy's a total stud, tall tall drink of water. He's like 6'4", uses an 002, and uses that thing like a bazooka. Um, he's from Hawaii. Him and Yame are, are good buddies. And then K-Mac, our good buddy Clayton, who we met in Los Bariles, who is a total stud, no racket sport background, been playing for two years. Um, just he turned some, 17. Just turned 17. We're going to have a little birthday. Uh, little does he know, even though he's probably listening right now. Uh, little does he know, we're going to have a little uh, birthday shindig for him tonight. Keeping it PG rated, of course. Mom and dad. Uh, <laughs> but but Clayton, Clayton. Send their kid with Tyson and who knows what happens, right? Uh, Clayton's from Bend, Oregon. Uh, he's got a lot of good game. And... Uh, uh, yeah, we we spent some time training together there in Los Brilles. We got up nice and early, crack of dawn. Um, had all the all the pros out there. Five a.m. start. Jeez. No, it was seven a.m. start. Oh, seven seven a.m. start. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was that was the start that my wife and I got uh, got rolling. If you know what I mean, <laughs> you know. Hey, five a.m. Uh, you know, get that get that bedroom cardio going. Hit the plunge. Get my protein hey, going. Have a routine. Right? Hey, yeah, have hey, a routine. you know, have a routine in life, right? Get stuff going early. New year, new year. <laughs> new year, new year. Uh, that's, where, that's where I get my cardio from. It is, okay? Endless gas tanks from the bedroom. Right, good okay? Good New Year's resolution hey, right there. Shoot, you know, get her done early. All right, let's move I, on. You know, hey, and I, I kid you not, you know, when we are, uh, you know, when we cuddle in the morning and, uh, and keep it PG rated, you know, I'm just a nicer guy throughout the day. You know, I I, I really am. I'm a lot more loving, a lot more affectionate. I I more listen. I, I listen sure. much better. Yeah, uh, anyhow, off of that topic, for <laughs> gosh sakes, K Mac, what are you doing? Oh man, I am just hanging in, hanging out, dude. Uh, we actually had a snowstorm here too. Like we never get snow, or maybe a, a slight downpour once a year, but. Uh, Pretty, pretty cooped up. I have been hanging with the kids over the last few days, 
I found Fortnite, so I feel like I've got the the passion of it of a twelve year old, but the skills of like a five year old because my kids are way better than me. But uh, it's actually been been a blast. Like we can play together, and like Callie and the kids have been playing like trios and and duos and all this. So yeah, it's been a good time. Awesome. And K Mac, I mean, you guys were in Los Brilles for like a month. Do you guys do you guys buy a place? Do you guys buy a place? It felt down like there? it, man. No, we get in with the locals. You know, yeah. lose your passports. We, we thought about yeah, it pretty much. Before. We would have loved to. No, Callie is sold. She already wants to like find a way for us to live half the year there, or however many months. But just do it gradually. You know, find a piece of land gradually build on it but the lifestyle there it's just uh it's it's unique and special and and we were there a couple of weeks and you know they had to drag us out of there coming back home so uh, it was a get to that san jose airport but for any but for anyone thinking of moving there it's really unsafe right Kyle? it's just super unsafe you know it's really expensive place sucks (laughs) nothing but cartel everywhere you know you gotta 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 stay alive (laughs) No, I mean, speaking of that, I mean, just going back there and seeing how much it's been built up since we started going down there. And you hate to be that way, but like some of its charm, right, is like the dirt roads and it not being super commercialized and, you know, all of the special things. But hoping that obviously there's still plenty, plenty land around there and. I hope it keeps its charm through all of it, but it's yeah. A, and it seems like tr- place, trying to build down there right now with all the new developments and stuff. It seems like it's a, a couple years out or a year and a half. Out yeah, for sure. Building prices are us, going you know? up, and the peso right. is worth more now, so our dollar doesn't go quite as far down there. And so there's been some slowdowns, we'll say, for for all of the development, which I don't mind. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Which, isn't so, a terrible thing if you want to keep it authentic, right? Right, right. Fair right. So right, right. what? So 500 pesos is how much? How much U.S. About. Thirty dollars, approximately. I, I, I never tried in school, so so any any time I'm. Well, down, I've I, always I'm used always like for a hundred pesos is about. <laughs> Especially math. Hundred pesos is about six dollars, but I think it's actually like five dollars and ninety cents or something. But I mean, it changes, and then it's funny too because depending on the ATM or the restaurant or whatever, they might not give you that. Maybe they'll give you seventeen. Maybe they'll give you fifteen. So it just for the exchange. So it's kind of a, it's a toss up. You got to kind of, that's the one thing down there. It's really mostly cash. I mean, how many of us ran into that ordeal? You, know, you, you need have pesos. Cash. You do. Hey, I got my guy Colton right here. <laughs> Prime story. Okay? The guy's right. looking for a bank. Can't, doesn't speak, doesn't speak Spanish. El Banco. And the guy is, he can't find a bank. He's walking around asking, app, asking right? the locals. Yeah. He's like, hey, you know, do you know where I can get pesos? They're like, no English, no English. <laughs> so finally, he gets his translator app out, and turns his phone around, and uh, uh, ends up finding the banco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Found his find, way. Find that banco. He uh, got to the ATM. <laughs> we did also like he went through the exercise of that the ATMs do run out of cash, so you have to get there when it's fresh and filled. So you got to look for the guards. Once you see the guards come, you got to get there before everybody else does. Right. So. Game over. Jeez. Yeah. It's don't, a, it's, don't be taking my pesos. It's a process. It's a whole deal. <laughs> so we ended up flying in um, kind of a travel tip if you're going to Cabo or uh, not Los Briles because you should never go there. The place is, place is terrible. Yep, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, is uh, if you fly in late to San Jose Airport, uh, we always fly in like around noon or mm-hmm. morning time or whatever. Always and, morning. And that sucker is packed and, you know, to get through uh, security and all that takes forever. We ended up flying in, what was that, uh, two, Last Wednesday? Oh, yeah, 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 Wednesday, 5 p.m. There was nobody there. It was, yeah. it was great. 
Um, just as long as you go through and you can hit green. Mm-hmm. Green is bueno. Yeah. Last no. thing you want to do is hit is hit red. If you hit red, you're gonna be put in a room and they're gonna put the gloves on. No, you do not. No, no, no. If you hit red, then they're gonna scan your bags and they're just you it just takes a lot longer if that's yeah. the case. But yeah. But put all your family on one and get nice. through there. And yeah. then the only hey, Matt, did downside. Did you guys do that? Sorry. I'm sorry oh, yeah, did you guys do that? Did you guys put all your family on one? What's that little For your sheet? customs slip. Did yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, it made it easy. We just, we hit right. the button once. We got green for the whole family. He always and gets green. I haven't, I haven't got red yet. So I don't know how bad that process is. I've gotten but. red once. I know my mom's okay. gotten red more than that. But, like, essentially you put your bags through a separate scanner and then they'll put it through. And then, um, yeah, depending on if you have goods that they feel like you're importing or like extra camera like for camera bags and stuff like that you pay duty i think our photographer for our wedding he ended up having to pay like four hundred dollars in duty for for in the taxes oh but the only downside of getting in that late though is it gets dark and if you if you're not Familiar with driving. Mac, you in know Mexico. that road from San Jose yeah. up to Los Frieles. <laughs> well, luckily, got I know ca- it now because it, it was dark this time that I came. <laughs> yeah, you got no straight cows. Lights. You got yeah. like you know straight people, horses, Mustang. Right. There's, I mean, name it. Anything you can imagine is on that road. So drive a little slower, and, and the road is very narrow. Yes, and most yes. of the locals drive like maniacs. Yeah, and and pay attention because if someone's coming at you and they have their hazards on, that means there's probably some cows or something up ahead that you need yeah. to be on the watch out for. Cows so gonna ruin your day. Down. I'll tell you what. Yeah. Down. Yeah, I didn't and, realize that. So on the way in, we got in in the evening and people kept flashing me over and over again. And I'm in a rental. Oh, no. and I'm in a big suburban, which I feel like I'm already taking up too much of the road. But I'm like, I don't think my brights are on. What's going on? But yeah, it was just they were letting me know that there were cows. Yeah, there were cows just, down there. Slow it down. Everywhere. Baca, so they're Baca, yeah. Baca. <laughs> Topes are the speed bumps and, you know. And Bacchus are the cows, but the cows are were extra fat this time because it's super green down there with it all is. the rain. And cows stuff, are eating so good, you know. They're eating well, yeah. <laughs> they are. <laughs> and then the goat. Well. The funny part about the goats is the goats herd themselves, or they have a dog that herds them, but there's never a person. And so oh. when the goats start crossing, yeah. you gotta how, just how all that? and the the owners put bells on the goats so then you can at least hear them. But that's like a full herd that they will cross the street, and you just have to wait. And it's really important to know that every cow belongs to someone and goat. And so if you hit a goat or a cow, you are going to have to pay that farmer for their loss. Well, let's talk about how loyal, like, the community is down there. Like, if somebody steals or if somebody kills somebody's animal, like, everybody knows, right? No, for sure, for sure. I mean, they live on, like, a lot of trust and honesty. Handshakes. Yeah, and if, like, that stuff's not tolerated. To, to the healthy degree of neighborhood watch style. <laughs> like, well, that's what yeah. I heard from, from your mom, Meg, is she made it sound like almost like the, the social justice, if somebody does something like that, is more than even what the police do at times, just with the culture there. So sure. it definitely makes you feel a little safer, you know, going going down to, to that part. Yeah, no, absolutely. They don't tolerate it. And um, whether it's from, you know, locals especially, or if it's from people coming in there, like somebody comes it's not up, welcome there. If you so. steal, somebody comes up from Cabo and handles it. If you know what I mean. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, uh-huh. baloney! We but, know. But, we know. You don't play. Yeah, no. I mean, it's good. It's nice. I think. I mean, I don't, that goes however far here in the U.S., but down there, I think right. it's nice. That still kind of exists a little bit. Right. <laughs> Um, okay, so uh, Viva La Mexico. We ran two camps back to back, two sold out camps at Trace Palapas. Big shout out to Trace Palapas. That place is, is lovely. 
Uh, and big shout out to Paul and Sally. I've known Paul and Sally for shoot five years now. Uh, we've gone to their house in Maple Bay. This is when Meg and I were first starting to, you know, hang out and kind of feel things <laughs> out and see if, hey, you know, is, is this going to work? <laughs> and look and look at us now, bright and shiny, and it works. Um, uh, we, <laughs> uh, anyhow, so Trace Palapas, 10 courts. Um, yeah, they, got, uh, they got a restaurant there, Alex. Total stud yep. used to used to run Lazy Days. Uh, Alex now runs a restaurant. You can get coffee in the morning. Um, they Pal, Paul and Sally turned, um, or they sold their home there in Los Briles and actually moved in to Trace Palapas. Yep. Uh, Paul, uh, not Paul. Um, who's uh, Joe? Joe's from Bend. Uh, Joe's yep. their head pro. Joe lives on site. Uh, Paul and Sally now have like this cool little uh, condo that they built up top that used to be a restaurant or like a bar up there. Yeah. And then also too for people that want to go to Los Briles and hang on to Tres Palapas, now they have uh, some lodging there on site. They yeah, have three they have condos. Four, some, three or four. Some of our campers yep. were staying in those They're condos. Little one bedroom condos with laundry and kitchen and all. Yeah, super nice. So little pool and hot tub. Pool and hot tub in the and, back. And uh, heated pool. Another little fun fact: most pools in LV are not heated. Yep. Um, so, but that one is. K-Mac, was your uh, pool heated? It was not, but we were lucky enough. We had a hot tub right next to it, so we could we get warm in the hot tub and then and then jump in the regular pool. So the kids were bouncing back and forth the whole time we were there. Certain kids, too, can tolerate cold. I no. don't know. At least, like, Mackie. Mac can't. <laughs> Mac can't feel a thing. But it sounded like how, when I was talking to your kiddos, it seemed like they were like, oh, yeah, we were in the pool all day. Like, it seems like, I don't know, if kids really want to be in water, I feel like. No, I, I've become a total pansy as an adult. Like, I, I only got in the actual pool sparingly on, on a decent day. You're right. Like, as kids, they're just having so much fun. They're not yeah, worried right. about being a little bit cold. Right. I don't know what point I grew out of it, but I'm a total pansy. <laughs> I think it's like growing up going to the river all the time. Like, the river right. is freezing. More right. Yeah, no, it's time, brutal. Right? And the, even the right. lake can be cold, but yeah. We're yeah, all the, spoiled with pools. And the river at Sham. I mean, I, that sucks. I mean, obviously, oh, it's, it's hot as could be there. There's plenty going on. So, like, the river is it's very, like a cold very refreshing, but yeah. uh, it is ice cold. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> uh, two camps back-to-back. Probably had 30% repeat campers. Had some people that yep. came down last year uh, that also made it this year. We had a big crew from Vancouver. Irene Ma. What's up, girl? <laughs> Irene brought her uh, brought her chicas down with her. Um, all those ladies. Those girls play. could play too. Those, those are some high level ladies. Four oh four five. And honestly, K Mac, we we talked about this. Uh, Whole camp. That first camp was probably one of our most high level camps. I mean, courts you know one through nine were you know four oh four five. Uh, courts yeah. ten through twelve were like three five and above. So uh, I'm not. Uh, degrading or throwing shade at uh, lower level campers but uh we usually just get a, a wider range of levels we will gladly accept the three o's all day long um but sure. um yeah i thought uh great experience um the first camp was three days we we did a camper dinner on uh, what day three day two Sunday. we did like a little quad quad activity we we couldn't go up to the waterfalls because no, quicksand, of because so, of quicksand, which yeah. is very scary. Yeah, but we ended up uh, taking a different trip, went to the water. Campers loved it. Took a little group photo. To Snorkel Beach, or or I guess, uh, yeah, yeah, Snorkel Beach. Snorkel and, Beach. Um, yeah, it's so pretty, pretty there, right? I mean, it was too cold. It was gorgeous. I mean, Mackie still got in the water, but <laughs> it's yeah. it's a little cold Throw to get in the water in. right now. But um, but the kids did. Yeah, I think you guys ran in real quick. Yeah, yeah, actually, it was, it was crazy. Yeah, yeah, like it was the, the water, water was warmer than the air. Than the air and the water was yeah. warmer than our pool. 
Yeah. yeah, it's true. It Mark was. was the first guy to take his clothes off, right? Yeah, you know. I mean, it it didn't was take like, long, was, right? like he was planning this for months. I love know? it too because <laughs> I think we brought like four towels with us, and I don't think anybody brought towels, but everybody rushed in. But it, it all worked. Yeah, out. we brought towels. We brought cervezas. Oh, yeah. um, all yeah. the just the necessities, you know? right? Good time <laughs> and big big shout out to our camp administrator Emily Taylor. Love that gal. She's been with us for like three years now. She brought her family down. She's coming down to. Los Brilés the last couple of years and does a lot of great things for us. So I um, can't thank her she, she enough. Does, yeah, she does she's family. Just, for... you know, everybody <laughs> needs an Emily you can stuff in your back pocket. She's one of those. <laughs> well, she's fluent in Spanish too. So she's perfect down I there. I know. She is. Oh, she, I mean, she, she's organized the whole, the whole big group. Just put it on her. She's right? great. What can she not do? Totally. That's pretty crazy. Uh, K-Mag, anything crazy happened that first camp? I'm trying to remember. Um, <sighs> smooth sailing but yeah three yeah days, yeah i mean i, I think campers. a much more subdued you know camper dinner or party um we all danced for you know a few minutes with the kids and then that was it yeah, yeah it was short and sweet yeah. why is because uh you know we're He's just grown men now yeah. and, we're, and we're trying to be better humans you know. and uh also we had a six-hour camp that very next day so and it was for- a little windy and cold so it was a little that's true it was, it was chill. Yeah, it was just a little bit different atmosphere. But yeah. Yeah. Last year, you know, 3 a.m., DJ spinning. I was playing a bunch of hood rap music. Uh, there was a lot of 60-year-olds that, that took off around midnight because they could care less 60. about. Let's clear that up. It's not six. 60. 60. 60. Okay, 60. Yeah. sorry. Yeah, there, was a lot of, there was a lot of 60-year-olds last year that could care less about 21 Savage, uh, right. the, the rapper, as he was, uh, you know, rapping away at, at midnight. Anyhow, last year was crazy. A lot of drinking. A lot of chaos this year uh, yeah, was very subdued. That's a, that's a <laughs> good way to put it. <laughs> kind of a, a fun addition, I thought, this year was Mateo, uh, a friend of ours who we've known since he Keep was like, authentic, he was like you know? four years old when I first met him. He's really great friends with Sky. Doesn't speak very much English. His mom, Isabel, is just so sweet. Angel. Um, and she uh, speaks really good English. Uh, her English is really great. Uh, but she, uh, yeah, she said Mateo's band is willing to come play. And so that was really cool. He came with his little band and they're trying to grow their you know they're getting in front of more eyes and right. i thought they did a good job and anytime i have heard a mexican band play for god's sakes the audio is so loud i mean <laughs> they they get after it second camp two days uh i had to take off early on that tuesday to to go to palm springs k-mac led the show we all know he does it better than me anyhow so everybody was more than happy to get me the hell out of there get this guy out of here we've had enough of him okay uh take your photo and leave yeah right 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 uh, let's see here and then tuesday night flew to palm springs uh max you know in first class throwing water bottles throwing oh, paddles God. Beating nice. on people. Uh, it's just we, getting way too comfortable Mac, in that uh, that first class you know, lifestyle. We, right? I told my wife. Mac uh, she, is she told take me. off a month of travel. Right. He was in rare form. We'll say that. And we so, got. He's just, a, he's just a squirrel. Like, well, he's just yeah. He's just into everything. He has a lot to say. I mean, he wanted his like puppy dog on a flight, and I, he's got this little stuffed puppy. I'm like, okay. And, like, I'm already hitting the water bottles, so I can't chuck those. And I just got the puppy, and he's, like, looks at me, and he always, like, holds it up here like this and, like, makes eye contact like he's about to chuck it. The guy's got a cannon, too. So then I, like, take it away, and then he's yelling in first class, where's my puppy? I want my puppy. And I already have to ask this lady to please switch me seats just so so he doesn't have to sit next to anybody. I want him, like, secluded, right? Just me and him. Right. That's the safest. No, he's not and safe so sitting the, by anybody. And I thank this lady again for moving, and she's like, she's like, oh, no problem. And she laughs, and she's like, did he find his puppy? I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> like, 
And the, the whole, whole flight time. was worried. Oh, what yeah, is this yeah. cute puppy? <laughs> and he does this little screech thing. He thinks it's funny. And he yeah. like screams really loud. And usually we don't fly with our kids at night, but this was at night. So of course people are probably trying to sleep. And so he's like doing this screech. So I like kind of like put my finger like close to his mouth. No, she's, you she's, know, like she's trying to <laughs> no, like trying to like make him not scream. And so as I'm putting my finger by his mouth, he bites my finger. I mean, oh. it was literally one thing after the next. Oh. This guy, it was, he's, he's it was, cut. It he's was cut. torture. He's cut. So it's got to be the haircut. Smacker so is just gonna. We're gonna take a month and just let him get a little older. And right. then he's not I, ready. Banks went through something similar, yeah. but definitely not. Yeah. And extreme. and you're such a trooper. You fly with Mac, and then she sends me to like 33 D and E. No, this time because and we, I, I fly with Banks, and honestly, I would gladly sit in the back of the plane with Banks and sit first class with, with Mac, Mac. Right. Uh, any day, any day. Send me back. <laughs> Send me back. I could care less. I always offer to Tyson. I'm always like, you can totally sit in first class. No. Just have this with Mac. I love you, and I'll do anything Hard for pass. you, but not that. Uh, uh, let's see. Let's talk about the pros that came down. We had Connor Garnett, CG. I think. I think. Uh, I think CG um, has got a lot of great insight. Uh, I think he uh, taught some tennis back in the day. He's kind of doing some of his own teaching there in Orange County. Um, but, uh, yeah, during group discussions was very vocal. Uh, I know K-Mac and I really like hyper-focused on his two and a backhand. I mean, that's like the beauty of his game. He does a lot of great things, but, uh, if there's one thing in particular that, that he does better than most, it's use that two So we kind of used him a lot during those demos right. and showed that, that sexy two and a backhand, even though Sperling's looks better. Right, K-Mac? <laughs> right, right. Sperling, <laughs> what, what's he doing? He's got to use his, but no, it's. I think you and I, you know, we we touch on a lot of things, but you don't use a two-handed backhand. I don't use one all the time. So certainly very relevant topic. And we've got, you know, somebody who probably has the best one in the game. Right. Certainly it was nice to to hear his thoughts on some of the nuanced, you know, ways of how he hits it so well. But yeah, definitely knows his stuff, seemed very comfortable in a group setting. Uh anytime we broke off and did eight to one as well. Um, yeah, all the individual Attention he gave campers, I thought, was um, yeah, was totally spot on. Also, we had my buddy Thew or Matt, Matt Marcel. Mm -hmm. uh, Matt's going to start working for us this year, pretty much full-time as an assistant. Great guy. Played college tennis with him. Talk about full circle. Um, pro player. Pro well. player. Um, kind of a cool story about Matt. He has cystic fibrosis, yep. right? Yep. And uh, doctors sold him at a young age. He wasn't going to live past the age of 12 and now here he is shining doing his thing he's on the on the ppa tour um he just did uh he just spoke at a at a yeah, conference I think he received an award so i think it's um pretty rare i don't know a lot about the disease but i know that um it seems pretty rare that lung disease, someone right? would live that long or live that long and be active in the level or the capacity that he is at so um they think it's super cool and something they want to get in front of other people that have it as an inspiration you know and so um, kudos to Matt for being brave and, and getting up there yeah. and accepting his award. He had, and he had speaking, called my wife and I a couple speaking. times like before this this conference, and I think he spoke in front of like 10,000 people. Yeah. And he was like worried, very worried. <laughs> <laughs> and, we're, and we're like, yeah. bro, it is it is your time, right? Yeah. It, is, it is your calm. It. it is your time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you're going to be totally fine. So it, don't, don't worry about all the anxiety. And super cool too. I think he... It. I mean, he's had matches before where he's played on the tour and he's been on center court. And I think he was, I don't know if you were commentating K-Mac. I was, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they made it through qualies and they played a first round against somebody. But yeah, I was on the mic for it. I was real proud of him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think uh, it was mentioned there a little bit about his cystic fibrosis. But really cool story. Really cool guy. Loves our kids. Freaking has a heart for Mac, you know. <laughs> 
<laughs> little Mackie. He has a heart for him. Not many do. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, we also had Sperling down there. We all know Sperling knows his stuff. Great guy. Great human. And uh, has led some camp for us. Uh, and uh, I've got a lot of faith in that man. Mark Milner, my old tennis coach back in the day. Full circle. Um, I used to work with him from like age 12 to age 15. And then once I started beating him, as he likes to say, <laughs> then I moved on to bigger and better things. Um, but uh, love me some Marky. Mark brought his wife down as well. Yeah. Esther, she's a total sweetheart. Nice meeting her. Um, K-Mac, who else we have? Um, uh, Cammy. Cammy is there for the second one. Second one. Camo. Come on. Camo. Now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, top eight in the world back in the day. Knows her stuff. Lives in San Diego. Has got a quarter of the house. Um, love me some, some Kevin McGregor. Um, and then Matt Payne-Gasser. We had Payne-Gasser. Yeah. We had Aldo that last day. Love yeah. me some Aldo. Aldo's a local kid down there. Um, anyhow, so great group of people. Obviously, uh, K-Mac knows if you have a good group around you as a lead, it just makes you that much more successful and just makes your job easier, right, K-Mac? <laughs> no, 100%. I mean, when, when you have confidence in your assistance, you can focus a lot on the demos, just the, the flow of everything and, and, you know, you more or less runs itself but when you're using people that you don't know about you're feeling like you have to look over their shoulder constantly it's just a, a lot going on yeah, right. if you don't have confidence you know in your in your assistant so it's a huge deal no for sure oh, we're blessed to have such a great team uh so probably our favorite location okay mac tell me what was your favorite place to eat i mean over the last two years of hanging out in lb if you could choose one restaurant is it lily's is it la casita is it the place that we waited three hours to eat that one night <laughs> <laughs> you know um you know, i think is it, is it Trinity's or Trinity's? Trinity's yeah. Tempestre. Right. The one that so we I think waited Trini's, on. For, for a family, I thought Trinity's was kind of the best blend of like comfortable, but right. also they had a kid's meal, or a kid's menu. So it was the most affordable with being comfortable. <laughs> and they take, yeah. But I mean, La Casita, <laughs> just, just the fish that we got, the sushi there with how fresh it was. It was a little bit more expensive, but you probably that's my choice. <clears throat> my choice just because of how, how tasty everything was. Yeah. Um, so Lily's is probably my favorite location. Like, right, right. Uh, Authentic. She, she, she cooks for all the great schools in town. Yeah. Uh, yeah. and I'm a big salsa guy as, as my guy Colton okay. knows here. And as Yame knows, Yame and I had a breakfast burrito this morning and we just dumped a bunch of hot sauce on our yeah. head. <laughs> We're going to be paying for it in the morning. You know what I mean? Uh, but anyhow, anytime I go to Lily's, I'm sweating through all my food, but very authentic. Uh, basically you drive down this very dark alley. It's called Salsa Puedes. And a it's road, a pain in the ass to park the, there. The road to nowhere. It's a, it's a the dead road end. To nowhere. It's a dead <laughs> end cul-de-sac, right? And at the end of the cul-de-sac, Lily lives there. I believe her dad lives there and her sister. And so they kind of open up their front yard area and it's, it, I mean, it's grown over the years. Now they have a full built out bar. Right. Um, right. and then they have just their regular like grill area and a big taco bar where you go up and get all your things. Um, it's on the honor system. So you order and you got to remember what you order before you go up there to pay. So you got to tell them what you ordered and then, right. and then you pay. It doesn't get better um, than that, right? No, I mean, for sure. And, and her, her dad, I believe it's her dad, her Octavio, he worked at actually the place we got married is a very old hotel. That's been very little <laughs> renovations done to it. But, um, he worked at that bar for many, 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 many years. And awesome. then now he obviously runs the bar at their house. So to see it all evolve like over the years and, but yeah, and she cooked for our wedding. So yeah, lots of, lots of really cool stuff. So. But yeah. Tacos, quesadillas, tortas. Uh, you can get a baked potato with carne asada in there and then go to the little bar area and load it up with a bunch of goodies and salsa oh, yeah, and corn and there's comes with corn and mushrooms and then like your meat and then you go and load it up with like, what a cabbage and right. sign me up, coach. cucumber <laughs> and all the things. Yeah. 
good. Well, I think I think honestly that was probably my kids' favorite favorite meal. It's just so unique. You're in basically somebody's backyard, right? right. Yep. And right. we had the like the stray dogs coming in, just <laughs> yeah, right. smiling up at us, looking for food. My kids wanted to adopt like every dog that yeah. we saw. <laughs> that's funny. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, K-Mac, so, uh, when you guys stayed like an extra week, did you go to Trace or play or anything? Yeah, yeah, no. So I, I promised my, my son, Caden, who's, who's my pickleballer oh, yeah. that we would, we, we would go and play and do like the, the paddle in, which I'd never done, but I was able to see kind of the flow and, and why people like the culture there at Trace so much. And most of the courts weren't like high level or low level. It was just, you know, four paddles in you're, you're on, but they did have like a challenge court, which I think was like two in and two on and you know the winners would stay so i just did paddle in with my, my nine-year-old and he hasn't played a lot of match play but we've been out there and you know drilled a bit so uh i just partnered with him but he he had a blast we were getting like sometimes like some 4-0 level play i told him i said hey i know he's a kid don't play easy on him just kind of play your normal shot and uh you know he he loved it i will say this i mean i, I said that to, to one <laughs> group of guys and i don't know once they realized that i was like a good player they then took that as let's hit every ball as hard as we can at the nine year old. So oh, I was like, no. well, I guess that kind of backfired. Um, they were missing most of the time anyways, but uh, no, it's great. Uh, it was, it was just a lot of fun. I was able to play some games, just, you know, backyard style with, with my son. It kind of just reminded me of getting into the game right now that I'm coaching or taking it so seriously all the time. It was just, it was fun to get out there kind of grassroots style. And um, he had an absolute blast. Remind yourself why you do it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, doing. That's, a, that's an awesome dad moment. Um, so kind of the schedule in LB, uh, we would play in the morning, you know, seven to seven to nine, seven to 10. We'd go back to the house or I see uh, Colton, my um, videographer, who's a total stud. Um, we would go to this gro we'd go to this little gas station or <laughs> yeah. grocery store yeah. and we'd and we'd pick up, you know, like a hundred pounds of ice yeah. and it, it cost us what, I don't know, four hundred pesos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 and then we we we'd buy the ice, we'd pick up breakfast to go, bomb breakfast every morning. We we go back to the house. We ended up staying with our good buddy Brad. Mm -hmm. Uh Brad's an owner of a Scottsdale Scorchers. Of the, the Scottsdale the Scorchers pickleball. of the Arizona Pickleball yep, League. Yep, yep. Shout out to B Rad. We all we all love ourselves some Brad. <laughs> Oh yeah, Yolanda, his wife, uh, yeah. so sweet, and and also Harper, who is the star of the show. She, <laughs> her <laughs> banks are like thick as thieves. They look like they could be sisters. Right, and Yolanda, they were so cute that whole trip. Right? They were just always connected, matching dresses. Yeah, Yolanda they had was the so same, sweet. She had same hairstyle. She had picked out all the like somehow in town was able to find like the cutest little matching outfits like the whole yeah. time. They looked so cute. But yeah, so we come back to the house, load up the inflatable plunge. You bet your ass, I brought that thing. <laughs> and uh, we'd put 100 pounds of ice in there. Uh, I would jump in. Connor and Matt would come over. Brad got jumping in the plunge. Yep. Um, Everybody's coming out red skin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Uh, Mr. Moreno next to me over here. Uh, <laughs> Modelo on ice, baby. <laughs> got in that plunge. Statue-like. Oh. I mean, swallowed it down like a freaking machine. The guy's a savage, okay? <laughs> I mean, what can this man not do? Uh, anyhow, so we plunge in the morning, and then we go to Trace, uh, have breakfast, go to Trace, teach from 11 to 3. Uh, Trace would provide a nice little lunch uh, from 3 to 4. We'd hang out with the campers, take photos, all that good stuff. K-Mac was always taking a shirt off for the campers, you know. You Couldn't know. help it, you know. I mean, God, they, they come I to mean, expect keep that your now. clothes on. When in Mexico. <laughs> yeah, when in Mexico. Actually, Cal does it at most camps, actually. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, apparently, apparently. <laughs> I have a problem, apparently. <laughs> 
Well, everybody requests. But he's so, commentating. You know. <laughs> he's doing chaos, you know, for God's sake. He's just sakes. there in a eager place. <laughs> Give the people what they yeah, want. Yeah, exactly. Give them what they want. Um, uh, funny. Never mind. I won't go there. Never mind. <laughs> Uh, but kind of cool. So the whole uh, Mexico trip got filmed. Uh, so we're coming out with a vlog. It's coming out next week. Uh, we also got a ton of camp promo from it. Like we're going to run a full camp video that showcases like what we do at, at TM and KM camps. Yep. Uh, we'll attach the schedule to that video as well. Not going to lie. Uh, the uh, Our website's getting uh, revamped at the moment. The camp schedule is not out. Uh, we have a camp coming up in Phoenix here in a couple weeks. So if you guys want to sign up for the camp, you can email. Please email info at TysonMcGuffin.com. KMAC will be leading that we camp. We will get you signed up. We'll get your, your slot you. slaved. Or so, slot saved. Sorry. Um, it <sighs> should be held at Pickle Mall. That's where the camp will be held. Um, and so, but we, um, we're like 98% that it'll be there. So And then website um, you think will be updated by? Um, we're hoping like within the next week. Um, but part of this too, like the reason why the schedule's taken so long is just this whole merger and all of the things and all the dates and all the things. Right. So we've just been trying to be conscious of that. We know, you know, we want to be able for people that do take take advantage of playing in the tournaments that then they could stay after the Monday, Tuesday after versus us just saying, you know, hey, let's do our own our own schedule. So so yeah, we're just trying to get everything rolled out and we are very close. And so yeah, hopefully in the next week we'll see a new website and it'll be a uh, totally, you know, easier process to sign polished. up. It's going to be polished. Yeah, for sure. So And so for good. all the viewers out there, um, still running the PPA camps after PPA events, correct? Correct. Or they're so, not PPA camps, but, but we... But yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're, you know, in conjunction, partnered right. camps. So, yep. yep, we'll be the Monday, Tuesday. The PPA experience, yeah, you know? Yeah, right, exactly. And so then we'll MLP, be... we'll be doing some stuff after MLP events as well. Correct, correct. Yeah. So, so there'll be some MLPs and some PPAs, so... Um, so yeah, you'll get a little bit of both. And then as we all know, there's some MLP PPA events that are com combined. So, um, yeah, so the schedule will be out. I think we've, we've teased the schedule a little bit. I think we've, Emily has, has sent out and we are taking deposits on camps too. If, if someone's like, I, no matter what I want to be a part of this camp, um, they can definitely do that, but it won't be long, maybe a week or so before the whole thing is up on the website. So, right. Uh, also to kind of, a. um, uh, hit to uh, some of the content that's been, that's that's being pushed out. <clears throat> so K Mac and I, as we, as we had mentioned, you know, did all these educational videos, and um, you know, just to be honest, we did these videos at the beginning of December, um, and they look great and they're very polished. You but just had I a different paddle in your. Hand. I had a different <laughs> paddle in my hand, and now I'm with a new company, and I'm not gonna lie, uh, I am unable to put those videos on YouTube at the moment. So. Mm. Just so you guys are aware, once we get through all the editing and we add graphics, make it super visual, uh, make it easy for you guys to read and finalize all that, um, we're probably going to put a price point on it. And YouTube has a subscription-based platform that, that, that'll just be on my Pickleball YouTube channel. Um, also, I believe on socials, we'll be blasting it as well. So just so you're aware... We have, you know, 20 to 25 or 20 to 30 videos that's coming out. It's probably going to be a couple months once we edit all those things and we'll have them for sale. Uh, I'm sorry that uh, we are adding a price point on it, but there's nothing <laughs> I can do. My uh, hands are kind of tied at the moment. And um, But with that being said, kind of exciting news. I don't know, Kyle, if you want to announce it, but um, you're also now. Yeah, <laughs> I am decked out in the, the YOLA gear. No, uh, I'm 
Yep. Very excited to announce it. Uh, just been playing with the paddle the last couple of days and absolutely loving it. But I am part of Team Yola as well. All the cool kids are doing it, so I had to jump on board. Um, uh, so with that being said, we will definitely film some new instructional content, you know, now that we're all Team Yola. And, put a, put uh, a Magnus in this man's yeah, hand. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> so um, there will still be content that we'll be rolling out on YouTube that will be free to everybody. It just... Um, yeah, and if you guys are worried worried about me uh, charging for content, know that I never wanted to go that route. Um, but uh, um, but if you but, just need it right now and you can't wait for the free stuff, <laughs> yeah. we will find a way to get it to you regardless. Correct. Correct. <laughs> and um, also, you should know that KMac and I have provided about two hundred free educational videos on YouTube, so you cannot be mad at me. <laughs> you cannot. There's a lot of free good stuff out there. For there sure. is. There is. <laughs> Check it out. Um, let's see. Ba, 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 ba. Okay, so Palm Springs. So Palm Springs flew there Tuesday night. Uh, Max never flying with us again. Um, <laughs> Wednesday. <laughs> uh, Wednesday. And I mean, what's um? I mean, I don't know how I feel about this, but if you were one through eight seed, you don't have to play till Thursday. Um, Tuesday is qualies. And, um, 32, round of 32 is yeah, so, so, uh, Tuesday is quality. So, you know, most of the quality draws like singles, you had to win three matches, uh, doubles, you had to win two matches, uh, mix, you had to win two matches and K-Mac, I don't believe there's women's qualities, right? Just, just men. I don't know if there's enough yet right. for that. I'm sure it's just a matter of time, but no, they haven't had the same number of registrants that the guys have had. Yeah. So, uh, it was kind of nice cause I was worried about, uh, flying in last minute, uh, Tuesday, but um, we were able to get some practice in Wednesday. Um, kind of tricky, though, because, I mean, it's nice that PPA is offering uh, a, assigned practice courts. Um, but little did I know, and maybe the information was put out. I just didn't see it. Uh, my wife should be telling me. I'm just kidding. Um, but, yeah, so in order for you to be practicing at the venue, you need to uh, you need to contact Dylan, who we all know is uh, is great at his job and puts in a ton of time Play and effort, and, and we love ourselves from D. Mm -hmm. uh, but you gotta reach out to that man usually like the day before and get your practice schedule. Get your slot. Yeah, get your slot schedule for the next day. Uh, those slots were like an hour. So uh, so yeah. So Wednesday morning, uh, got some practice in with CG in the morning. Uh, played some with Deckel and then played some with Megan. So definitely nice to kind of take that Wednesday off to get a little practice in. Yep. Uh, yep. Don't know how how I feel about like. You know, in, in qualies, not only do they, like, if you play three events in qualies and you make it through, you play three matches in singles, two out of three. You play two matches in men's, two out of three. You play two matches in mixed, mm. two out of three. And then you got to play your round of, uh, play your round of 32. Uh, round of 32? Yeah. On Wednesday. No, on Tuesday. Tuesday. It's Tuesday oh, night. Oh, correct. Right. Correct. Round of 32 is Tuesday no, night. Okay. No, no, that's no, sorry. I thought round of 32 is Wednesday, and then 16 is, is Thursday. Shame yeah. So, so correct. because okay. you were seated... In top eight, you right. started at sixteen, right? Uh, but they would play thirty-two. Still, so, I mean, okay. if you make but it through, still, it if you is, make it through qualies and all three events, that's seven matches for the day. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it. Yeah, it's tough to try to play three events in the qualies, right? Like that's that's a lot of pickleball if you're you're trying to make it through. Yeah, um, and I and I don't know if there was anybody in qualies. I should probably know this if if they, they made multiple it, events. Yeah, I made it through all three, but um, uh, so come Wednesday, got some practice in. That was the round of thirty-two. Uh, and then Tuesday we got rocking and roll or sorry, Thursday we got rocking and rolling. Um, first round in singles, I played Marcel Chan, who's hanging out upstairs. And, um, 
uh, uh, you know, wasn't sharp early on. He played well early on, and then I ended up losing game one, and then won game two and game three. Uh, I think we got down one nine. Um, kind of funny. Uh, something that Craig told me, and something that I, I obviously know, but uh, is anytime I have a good point, the first person that screams, baby, is is guess who? It is my wife. She is dialed. She is dialed. Always on it. He's Craig, always focused. Craig is Craig is next, but my wife is first. Uh, we, so we're so we're down one nine. We kind of chip away. I, I think we kind of use like the uh, the driving crash combo. Got some free points there. Um, ended up winning game one, lost game two, and then climbed back in game three. But I thought overall, like Megan, like she, she played tough. Uh, she's got a good drive, got a good serve, hits this like really hybrid drop. It's like a half drive, half drop. It allows me to disconnect and I can poach off of it. Her and, dinking and her too. dinking Jeez. is linear and <laughs> so super <much> aggressive <laughs> and so really it never, never pops the ball up. And she, uh, she's using this new proton paddle. Um, I don't know much about that paddle, but just feeling it, um, it wouldn't be a paddle that I, uh, I would like. Um, and feeling the face, it didn't feel all that gritty, but with the way she was able to shape the ball, uh, she's been working on differentiating her her forehand dink and using topspin and slice. I think her best dink is like that 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 pushing slice. She can go inside foot. She can go outside foot. She leans well. She's got heavy hands and um, something that uh, that um, I felt she did very well was anything kind of floating in the middle or if they sped in the middle and it was coming cross court. And I'm kind of honoring line. If the girl sped middle, I can't tell you how many times she put a hole through the guy in in <laughs> front of her with that big old bazooka two handed backhand, yeah. um, and K Mac. I know, I know you watched some of that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. No, I mean, I honestly, I think um, she wasn't as like as much on my radar as she should have been a few months ago. And you started talking about you know her being a likely partner for you. I really watched her closely uh, those last MLP in Dallas you know, when we played them and I was super impressed. I always knew she had the hands right. and it's really, that's such a weapon to have because you can build around that. Now that her soft game is pretty dialed. I mean, she's a player to watch out for, you know, in women's as well. They, her and, and Etta Wright played Anna Lee and, and Catherine quite close. I think they ended up finishing with the bronze. Yep. So definitely a player that's, that's on the rise and a perfect time uh, for you to pick her up. She does so many things well because her hands are so good. I feel like it allows you to play that up-tempo style or make it messy occasionally, and she can kind of clean up the mess in, in a big way too. So I feel like you guys can do a lot together as a team, and you guys are going to be dangerous this year. Yeah, and she's and she's versatile too. I mean, she can play the left, she can play the right um, against the uh, against Hayden, and then against James. You know, with their big serve and stuff, we like decided not to switch anytime she was returning on the left, and I think a. a tip out there for higher level players if you guys are stacking and like the guy always wants to be on the left but you feel like your opponent has a big serve and your female is trying to disconnect maybe it makes sense just to stay a little bit and and not get beat by the drive in the crash or um you know if the if the guy can play some good singles and can trust that he can cover you know 80 percent of the court on his fourth ball maybe it does make sense that you guys switch but um yeah, so she played well in that match. Uh, and then later on, we ended up playing Augie, who came back. Don't know if you know who Augie is. Um, I know who he is. I, I haven't seen him play much, but I've, I've been here in the Phoenix area. He's the he's the real deal. Yeah, yeah. So we played, uh, Declan and I played Augie and Craig. Not going to lie, played three matches Thursday, won all three and three. Um, probably not the route to go, but uh, first <laughs> tournament of the year. Had, had to get the jitters out, but it's not about how you start, it's about how you finish. Mm -hmm. And uh, we lost game one, and then once Declan and I really just kind of settled in, 
Uh, and we went away from the drive and played a bit more calculated, which is probably, um, you know, not always like us, but we found that, um, yeah, we, um, if we could just keep the ball in play and play a bit more high percentage, play a bit more tactical, uh, we, we were winning a high percentage of points from the kitchen line. So we played Augie and Craig Johnson, uh, K-Mac, you know who Craig Johnson is, probably one of the nicest yeah, guys. Yeah, I know Craig. Yeah. Solid, yeah. solid player for sure. Yeah. yeah. If, you ever, smile if you ever, yeah, if you ever meet Craig's dad. <laughs> You would literally wa- walk up to him and say, are you Craig's dad? Looks freaking <laughs> identical. Spitting image. Same teeth, same smile, same look. I mean, Craig, 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 Craig is the nicest guy. What's up? It was so funny when we were leaving the venue. We were talking to Craig, of course, like after the match. He's such a nice guy. Like comes up and I mean, they lost, but like he was all about it. He was just like just still super nice and saying goodbye. And we were joking with Craig, trainer Craig. And we're like, you know, Craigie and something about it's just the name. And Craig's like, yeah, you know, I just didn't know who to cheer for. It's <laughs> like I almost had to had to pull for Craig. <laughs> you know, Craig and Craig. Craig love. Yeah, Craig love. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, Friday, let's see. Uh, play Dylan in singles. We all know Dylan broke through. Um, Jeez. No tennis background. Dylan who? <laughs> the guy played freaking lights out. Um, you know, I, I uh, nothing. Nothing against him at all. I wasn't super sharp. Um, I'm still like tinkering around with the serve and and uh, had a hard time getting depth on the serve. Still trying to figure out the paddle and stuff like that. Huge fan of the paddle. Obviously, it's just early. Um, and then you know, adding in like the new ball. I felt like the new ball. Yeah, it was super light. It kind of sprayed a little bit. Um, and there's just different nuances with that ball. But uh, yeah, Dylan whopped, uh, uh, mopped the floor, beat me up pretty good. It was like five and six. Uh, and it just seemed like there was moments in that match where I'd raise the level and then certain moments where I just couldn't keep the level. So obviously, if I'm going to win, if I'm going to end up on Championship Sunday, I have to be able to sustain that level for a whole match. And um, I think that's what uh, makes and breaks the uh, greats is that uh, even when, like, when even when like they're not playing well, they can still find a level that uh, that they can win at or they can you know play play high percentage at. Um, but uh, yeah, so Dylan beat me five and six, and then yeah, like, like the tricky thing about that is that you know after you lose, like you still have a full day ahead of you. You know, I mean, talk about. Uh, uh, ben on on day one, you know, lost to Kwang Dong. Ben's in the in the pro lounge and didn't look very happy. Still sure. won, the, still won the rest of the day. But I mean, honestly, I it is tough. And I think some of the greats, obviously, you know, do this well. But uh, having that quick reset method and being able to push all that stuff out and like refocus and get the brain like rewired goes a long ways, especially in this new format. Do do you like the do you like the progressive draw? I mean, I have pros and cons for for each style, but yeah, kind of different mentally. If you take a tough loss, are you more uh, a fan of it with the the scheduled times and, and kind of knowing what your day looks like? Yeah, I think uh, you know tactically, like you can look at your draw a bit more. You have more time to look at it. You know, we right. we kind of talked about that. Uh, I think the scheduled times like allows for like my fans or or people at the venue to be able to watch certain players that they like. Uh, I feel like with the two out of three format versus three out of five, like we had in at, at nationals, it's, uh, I mean, it's only like three matches a day, you know, versus, right, you right. Know, versus, uh, if I'm playing singles on Thursday in like a regular draw, I'm playing four matches. And so, uh, I think that one less match. Yeah. It just feels like, like the day is a little smoother, um, to my advantage. I got my day started early. I played at like 10, one and three. So I was home by 5 PM. Um, nothing better to like have the family on the road and be like having dinner around the table with the crew at 5 p.m. or, you know, just earlier versus playing until 6 or 7. Obviously, there was matches that went late. I think, like, some of the last matches that went on were, like, 6 or 7. 
Um, and talk about like a difference in temperature too, for gosh sakes, like in the morning in Palm Springs, it's like in the forties, like the ball is flying throughout the day. Like the ball got hot and mushy. It slows down. You can shape it a lot better. And then at night, you know, ice cold, it, 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 it flies on you. So you, you get this like different vary, um, with the temperature and the ball conditions. And I don't know, like I, I haven't played with the ball enough now where, if the temperature, if there's like more variables with the Vulcan ball versus the right. Dura with with temperature, but I do know that with how sandpaperish and how gritty those freaking PPA courts are, mixed with that Vulcan ball, like that ball was getting eaten up. And so something that's different is that the ball gets changed out every game. Yeah. Also, wow. something that is very different about that Vulcan ball is that when it's new, I was telling Yame and and the crew this like this morning. So we so we use some new Vulcan balls like that new Vulcan ball when it's fresh is actually gritty. It feels like a it feels like a Dura ball when it's rough. It's kind of interesting. Okay. It it, it has some. It ha, I'm not gonna say it has goo on it, but it's got like a little <laughs> texture and it kind of like sticks to your fingers a little bit. Um. So don't and and I honestly I haven't played with it enough. Like I personally feel like you can shape it more. You can cover the ball more. Obviously, I'm I'm playing with a paddle right now that feels like I have strings on it. So I'm like. <laughs> letting my wrist go and just getting a lot more shape and trusting my spin on the, on the drop a lot more. But, um, but yeah, so got beat up by Dylan Friday morning, uh, had to get my shit together. And then we played uh, mix in the afternoon, like around one, we played Federico and Rachel. Um, Rachel's good. Rachel, she is good. Is <clears throat> she's, good. she's the real deal for sure. I made the finals with Anna bright, a respectable final and still hasn't been playing long either. No, no. And I mean, I swear that, that new generation that's coming in, it like they hit this hype like there's no guiding and steering the drop like it's super no. aggressive on the drop it's taking a full swing on their dink and still keeping it down and like the dink swing looks identical to her speed up um yeah we played super locked in they tried to drive through us kind of early on um something i was telling megan was uh you know like let, let's look to be aggressive on the return let's push them back on the return and see if we can get a gain out of that and K-Mac, as you know, I like to be aggressive on fourth balls as well. And so they were having a hard time getting established and getting in. And just with that, anytime we got the ball, we were able to capitalize on our serve. And and whether it was driving or dropping, we uh, found just different areas where we could, um, you know, kind of kind of benefit from. Like we were able to win a lot of points by driving and crashing, but also we were winning a lot of points by, you know, playing a bit more disciplined and just getting up and established and dinking away. Um, and I can't tell you how many times, yeah, Rachel tried to come through me a couple times. With that new Magnus and that that new uh, sword that I'm playing with, I was popping those counters down, and then she started speeding middle a little bit, and I was kind of leaning line, you know, trying to honor line. And right, right. Uh, I can't tell you how many times Megan was there putting holes through Federico, and I love me some Fetty, but uh, Megan played well. <laughs> and not gonna lie, too, in that match, um, I was talking to the boys about this this morning. Like Fed tried to come through Megan a couple times, and she slid, found a twoie, and went past him like once or twice. And uh, nothing against Fed at all because Fed's playing at a high level and obviously played played lights out all weekend. But Fed stopped coming at her after right. he got punished a couple times. And so I think there's there's uh, there's something with if you can hit a big yeah. counter or like early on if you can win some hand battles. Sometimes they just they just don't want to come again. Right. It's like it's like getting dunked on, right? It's still only worth like <laughs> one point, but but it feel it feels worse, right? Like right. a little bit of an ego hit when you try overpowering the the gal in front of you and it comes back bigger you definitely think twice about about sending a message and, and staying offensive which is exactly what you want your opponent to feel like right the the male player the mixed doubles feeling like they're in a shell 
is put is huge. Put him in the penalty box. Put him in the penalty box. And then uh, so won that, and then won that in two, and then played the Johns boys later on. Obviously, Deckel lives in Austin. So does the Johns boys. They all practice together. Um, I believe Deckel uh, and Colin and Ben have their pickleball getaways company together. They have Pickleball 360 together, um, which is an online library that you can pay for and check out their educational videos. I heard it was very good. And knowing those three guys, those guys know their stuff. So I guarantee it's good. Um, sure. but yeah, we, um, Deco and I tried to drive early. Uh, I think, um, you know, we really, I mean, we started out like four zero Deco drove two down the middle, got some freebies there. Uh, Colin wasn't too happy early on cause Deco was finding the tape. Um, so he was kind of <laughs> do, doing his usual, you know, banter. So annoying. I think yeah, so annoying. <laughs> okay. Hey, CJ doesn't like you touching the tape. Yeah, he doesn't. No, no. Take the tape out of the, out of the game. Good <laughs> on him though for just and, letting it out. Right. right. He and, hide it. and you know, honestly, something with those Selkirk nets, like obviously love, love those nets, but, um, there is a bit more give in those Selkirk nets than like your normal, in nets or or like sorry the normal nets like the nets that you put in the ground or like the c and d net which is like the strap is like a little tighter so not going to say it plays like a temporary net because it doesn't it's it's permanent but it's just it has a bit more give and um anyhow so once they kind of locked in we all we all know what happened um but i thought overall for for Deckel and i we ended up losing like nine and eight um good showing yeah we had like nine all yep. Uh, game one, I ended up popping up a drop too high. Uh, actually, it, it wasn't popped up too high. It just came back, and I've been talking about this. Um, just my forehand is too good to be guiding and steering and, like, floating right. my drops. And just with paddle technology and with the idea that players are being a lot more aggressive off the bounce, I just have to start hitting more linear drops. And I, I can't tell you over, like, the last year and a half how many tight moments I've been in where I've kind of floated a drop and then we weren't able to get established so um, something I know now is uh, I'm going to start utilizing that hybrid drop and I'm going to trust it. Um, but uh, yeah, they ended up climbing away with game one. Uh, game two, we kind of got down a little bit um, and climbed back, ended up losing 8-11. Eight, eight, but overall, I thought it was a good experience for us. Declan and I are definitely building as a unit. Um, love that man. He, he does a does a lot of things well. And uh, we're actually showing up together in Phoenix. Uh, we're going to train at Brad's house. The Friday before for a couple of days. CG's coming. Yame's going to be there. We'll have a couple guys there. And we're going to find the best version of ourselves. But um, uh, K-Mac, just give us a little recap of what you saw over the weekend. You know, women's. Obviously, Annalie did her thing. The girl freaking never loses. She's way too good. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, women's doubles, women's singles, mixed. Like, the men's final. Taking a look at, like, Fed and Pablo. Fed and Pablo played well in game one. And then I've seen this happen a couple times where... Um, like the Johns lose game one. And then once they figure out what you're doing, I mean, for gosh sakes, it is surgical, scary surgical, but yeah, no, is, I mean, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. It's, it's, it's so tough, man. I mean, uh, specifically about the Johns brothers is they're not doing a whole lot different that they've done in the last year. It's just, no one's really found, found, found that blueprint that they can consistently execute to be able to take them down. I know they've had some losses, but they've had really early round losses against some different teams that kind of just more or less went for broke as far as I know. But in a big hyped up match, just the level that they're able to sustain is just scary good. It looked like in that match, you know, they won a relatively tight game one. Riley and Thomas did a, did a side switch where they threw Thomas on the left just to throw him a different look. And they were kind of bouncing around. That got them game two. But once the Johns brothers kind of settled in and realized you know, some of the different patterns with Thomas on the left or going back and forth, 
again, they just they just ran away with it. And it's it's so tough for other teams to feel like you have to create offense and beat them in that defensive grinding dink battle. And really, I think in order to beat them, you have to be able to kind of zig in and out of like what you're trying to do. I think at times you need to dink aggressive and then look to pull the trigger, you know, in these, uh, you know, unique spots. But I think at times you have to sink back into, I'm just going to grind with you for a little bit to almost throw them off. You know what I mean? Uh, Cause it seems like sustaining that offensive strategy You've seen, you know, Matt and uh, Riley get a game here. They lose in four, but they haven't really been able to get more than a game much. So it's it's going to take quite a performance to beat that team right now uh, consistently. And uh, I'm not sure, you know, may- maybe somebody like a Jack Sock with with everything that he brings to the table from a hand speed and athleticism. But uh, I feel like you almost need someone who has faster hands than Ben or is a better athlete to be able to to take them down. And then, you know, in women's, you know, it's tough to talk about anybody other than Anna Lee. It's just the women's game is getting more depth. There's better athletes. There's high-level tennis background people that are coming in that are 24, 25 years old. And just the whole uh, arsenal that Anna Lee has just is still unmatched. And just she's got a great forehand. People don't talk about that enough. But her control and power and aggression and athleticism on that two-handed backhand um, is just, it's really a sight to behold. It's just, she's just on another planet right now. Yeah. And it just seems like the level that she's able to bring compared to most of the other women is just a notch above. Right. Um, uh, and taking a look at the, uh, you know, taking a look at just Ben this last weekend and, I, and we were, we were texting about this. Uh, it just seemed like he was driving up, like driving more thirds and then kind of using the fifth as like a drop. And I don't know if that's, if that's the new paddle getting more pop, that's the new ball. Um, or if that was just like the temperatures in general, but it really seemed like he was using that drive drop combo well. And, um, he was getting established way too often for, for gosh sakes. And something that Declan and I talked about is that, uh, when you play those guys, there's really <laughs> not an answer on the return. You have to just realize <laughs> right. that and, and just accept the fact that they're always going to get up and established. Right. <laughs> Which is crazy too, because I mean, like, like we've been talking about, or you referenced your your mixed match against Federico, uh, you know, in mix, and and how you your aggression was keeping them from getting established. Players are getting so aggressive on fourth balls, and, and sometimes getting to the kitchen line is the differentiator. But yeah, it's crazy how consistently uh, they're able to get up and neutralize the point. I think it speaks not just to their drop, but just how dialed in both of them are in transition, right. where it's just very very tough to keep them from getting all the way up there. And we know how dangerous they are right. once they get into the, to, to the dink rally at the kitchen line. It's funny too, like talking about, um, you know, that older generation, like Andre and Colin and my, and, and myself, like, you know, Andre's guiding and steering his drop. Colin is guiding right. and steering his drop. I was guiding and steering my drop. Like obviously it, it still works, but you take a look at CJ and how many balls it takes him to get up. I mean, and like the <laughs> feel he has with, with that new, you know, technology with yola obviously it's very forgiving and soft but it's also it, it, it packs a punch um yeah it's just interesting how um yeah just like that new generation is coming in and like hitting these hybrid drops and all that but at the end of the day like take a look at the johns like back to the basics getting established putting so much pressure on you by always being in your face and getting established goes such a long way it's like it doesn't have to be complex you know it doesn't well, it's crazy. Like we talked about the games changing, it's getting more aggressive. And we're seeing that at kind of the mid tier, even mid high tier of, of the pro game, at least on the men's side. But you're right. The number one team, the untouchable team 
they're winning it old school, right? They're, they're taking their time getting up to the kitchen line. Once they're up at the kitchen line, they're keeping their dinks down. They're mostly going cross court, kind of daring you into a low percentage speed up. So even though, yes, there's a time and a place for aggression, we see it coming into the game. What's really setting the standard here is still kind of old school fundamentals, at least at the moment. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so mixed doubles. Uh, so Saturday, Megan and I lost in three to James and Anna. I thought overall we, um, you know, brought a brought a pretty good level. Um, you know, James probably per game got at least three to five one-two combos anytime Megan was returning. I've got to do a better job. We've, we've, we've talked about this. I got to do a better job of like using my defense that I use in singles and being a good defender and covering right. more court and like hitting a bigger fourth ball. And obviously with that new paddle, uh, it allows me to just get a lot more punch on that fourth ball. So I think if we could have like um, just stopped their flow a little bit or just found different ways to neutralize his serve, hit a bigger fourth, they're not getting established as much. He's not hitting one-two combos. I think that match could have been a little different. But uh, obviously James and Anna, great team. Uh, Anna's playing at a super high level right now. You know, uh, uh, silver and women, silver and mixed. Um, don't know when they're going to make that breakthrough. Obviously James and Anna, you know, took... Uh, uh, took a match off of uh, Ben and Anna Lee at the Masters granite first round. Um, we all we all know that you know if you're gonna if you're gonna beat Ben, usually it happens early on. I would like to know the stats on that. <laughs> I, I would get him when he's sleeping. <laughs> I would. And and nothing against that win at all because that's a it's a great team. And James, James right now, like, you know, we we've talked about this like James last year, like James in transition and and just mentally where James was at, like not going to say he was fragile by any means, but he was just very unsure of himself. And this year, right. much more confident, and he's dinking much more aggressively, and he's using his hands, and, like, the hands look better. He looks better in transition. I mean, James James is, like, uh, a 2.0 version of himself <laughs> right now. Um, yeah, no, he, he's the real deal. I think you, you, everybody saw the upside last year, but you're right. I think just maybe that pressure of consistently getting wins at the highest level and maybe him trying to play like other people or how your quote's supposed to play – he looks like he's figured out how to build his game around what he does well right now. And he's looking pretty, pretty dangerous uh, for sure. Jimmy Papa Hemi. That man is still him. Uh, let's, let's see here. Um, so singles, uh, Jack Sock, uh, I mean, beat, beat Connor in three. I think, uh, yep. I think Connor was up in game two. Um, but what Jack can do on the serve, what he can do on the forehand, the guy moves like a freaking gazelle. Um, and I honestly don't know if he's doing a ton of fitness right now, but he looks like he's, he's moving great, like super explosive with his first step. Him and I, uh, you know, play very similar serving forehand, live and die by what you do well. Um, but also too, like on the returning side, like I thought, um, obviously he's got great hands and, you know, won the Olympics in, uh, men's got a, got a gold was number one in the world in men's doubles as well. Uh, just how he's able to defend in singles and like, he's a huge body up there. Um, definitely a, uh, dangerous player, but yeah, I got a win over Connor, got a win over Jay. I uh, kind of got ran over by fed. Don't know if that was gas tank or, I mean, fed was obviously, he played super well this last weekend. Um, but, uh, and then, uh, and then yeah, Dylan beating fed in the finals. I thought, uh, and, and not going to lie. So when I, when I played fed Thursday morning or Friday morning, sorry, um, you know, Ben had lost the, the, the draw is widely available. I may have been looking ahead. I may have been not, showing Dylan the respect that he freaking deserves. I got ran over 
And yeah, Dylan ended up beating Kwong in three, and then beat. Uh, uh, he, well, he was down what three nine in in game three against Fed, and climbed back and serving forehand, baby, serving forehand. And for a guy with no tennis background, he's using that little rolly tui, yanking it cross court, getting that sucker down, and which is forcing his opponent to to like pop up a volley, and then Dylan's finding a forehand from there. Smart. Well, he's tough to score points on too. He can really make the server go in for these sure. ruts just with his. His athleticism, his his lateral movement, court coverage, you know, up at the kitchen line. But yeah, I was impressed. I've always known Dylan as more the the cat and mouse type guy. And I know the two-hander has been a work in progress. He started returning with it. But you're right. He was able to shape it and allow himself to move forward much better than I'd ever seen. And even before he he took you down, a little bit of an upset, he took down J Dub in the round before. So three and six. He won a title. Three and you know, six. really with several pretty good size on paper upsets you know, relative to his singles results before. Always been a good singles player, right, but right. it seemed like he kind of hit that ceiling and it was tough for him to break through. And, you know, after after this week, better watch out. Better watch out. Um, give me your thoughts <laughs> on Jeannie Bouchard. Yeah, it was rough to watch. Um, you, obviously, she may get tremendously better six months from now, but it had looked like she'd played pickleball a total of, five or six times in her life, which is disappointing. And I don't know if that's true, but to get a, a good size contract to know several months in advance, you're about to play this other professional sport. Uh, there's a lot of work that still needs to be done. I'm hopeful that she'll take this as like a wake up call and say, okay, I want to show my sponsors and my fans that I, I really bring a lot to the table athletically. Um, but it just looked like, you know, she was completely over her head with not just skills, but even shot selection and kind of even understanding, you know, how a basic point uh, is is structured. So uh, rough, rough first outing for her. And uh, I mean, you know, knowing what she did in tennis, uh, all the hard work she put in, and obviously if you're going to reach that that level in tennis, you've worked your ass off. I would assume that's going to carry, carry over here very soon. Um, J-Dub, J-Dub did not have the, the best tournament. Obviously it's early on. Don't know if it's... Uh, the new carbon, it's not new. He's been using it for a couple months now, but it's the new Franklin carbon um, or the Vulcan ball or the temperatures there in, in Palm Springs. But uh, did you get a chance to watch uh, Dubber? Yeah, I, I saw them lose uh, to Pat and Jay in doubles. Uh, shout out to those guys. You so know, guys well. I hadn't seen them on the same side of the net in a while, and Boys they looked like together. the team of old. You know, <laughs> it's amazing how far chemistry goes. But, you know, I think with, with J-Dub, He's similar to Ben in a way that, yes, he can be offensive. He can do a lot of things well. But he's such like a disciplined percentage player, you know, mostly drops his thirds, you know, just stays in the rally with that backhand slice dink. I'm thinking that the new Vul Vulcan ball just maybe floated on him a little bit. We've talked about how we felt like that was a little bit lighter than the Dura. I think maybe just going to take him a tournament or two to get kind of his game dialed. And once he does, we know how tough he is to beat. But to me, I don't know if it's a paddle or the ball, but certainly an off tournament for the standard we're, we're used to from him yeah big big shout out to ppa uh, i thought the event was uh ran great um scheduled matches everything was on time you could book practice courts the day before um uh, also big shout out to mission hills uh country club that place is beautiful they had center court rock and roll on vip um they had like playing par player parking nailed for the pros they had 
just the whole system of coming in and getting your ticket. It's polished. I mean, honestly, and I, I didn't hear one negative thing about amateur play or, you know, anything. It just seems like it was a it was a very well-run event. For it, was, sure. it was a home run, for, for sure. sure. And, I mean, you, you can't beat being in the desert in January. You know, you have that beautiful uh, <laughs> yeah. background, yeah. the mountains and the pine trees and all the above. And in all whites. And in all whites. I love the all whites. I love the all whites. I feel like it makes it different and just sets the raises the standard a little bit yeah players feel like it's more important I, I think it's cool to do that once a year yeah sure. uh a sure. couple things here went to the sketchers headquarters directly after the tournament um on that monday uh cool news we re-signed with sketchers for two more years got some fun stuff coming around maybe a new shoe maybe uh some some other stuff i uh, can't really talk about it at the moment but uh something i do know is that uh, they are diving into basketball. They're diving into soccer. They have signed um, some some really top-level athletes, and those athletes are wanting some really cool gear. And uh -huh. so with that, it uh, definitely helps my case as well because I've been knocking <laughs> at the door, want some cool gear. So track suits, butter blend, anyhow. Um, Skechers some, is here. Oh, yeah. Skechers is here. Yeah. They are taking over. I feel like they've over. been, like, covertly here for a long time, but now oh, they, got the, sure. they got the right uh, people in place and all these really high-level athletes, and their performance side is pretty impressive. Uh, and, and they this, brought and on some new people for their, the clothing yeah, stuff. Yeah, they're just their, their whole team, whether it's apparel or footwear or whatever. I mean, they're just dialed, and they know where they want to get and where they want to go, and it's exciting. It's cool to see... And it's cool to see them enter the team sport arena because it's just a whole nother level, you know, yeah. on things. And so, yeah, just their ability and just to just our experience with them and how much they've dove in, uh, dived into uh, getting your perspective and, and getting your feedback and them saying like, yeah, we can hire all these different testers and we do. But to, we really want your feedback. We want to know what you and, – yeah. and then also account for the amateur player as well. So so they've been listening really closely. They've – you know, it was really cool in the meeting. There was, like, some improvements that you wanted to make to your shoe. And as we were we were sitting there, they were listening to all the improvements you wanted to make. And then, boom, they, like, hit – hold give you the the next version of the shoe and it solves like most of the issues that you had just brought up so yeah it was just like, a, like it was like crazy. an exact yeah. replica <laughs> of my inside on the next version right. and and they showed me this this new version and they were like whatever you just said this is, is it <laughs> yeah this is it it's pretty sweet so they knew and so yeah no it's super cool and they're you know family oriented obviously they love our kiddos and everything and they just have a really stellar team yeah. everybody's yeah. so super creative Knows their stuff and really, really exciting things that we can't talk about, but really exciting things coming yeah. up. Yeah, and then uh, also, too, we had Iker there. Iker's a videographer that works for Fed, also does some stuff for PPA and Duper and all that. Um, Iker followed us around the headquarters, and we got, like, this cool little, not documentary, but like, Behind this cool, the scenes. Behind the scenes of me, uh, you know, signing the contract. And, and yeah. um, anyhow, so that's going to be coming out here very soon once we can push that out. Uh, Mama, is there anything that you want to talk about? <laughs> Speaking of content, uh, we had a little controversial, uh, which we didn't intend for it to be, uh, post over the, and when I say we, I mean me and Tyson. Uh, I know that it. there's a, yeah, right. Um, actually, it was supposed to be a magazine cover. Um, very, very creative photographer. Um, Cy has been kind of working and following Tyson for, I don't know, close to a year now. Mm. Uh, he, he works with other boxers and has done some really creative work. Um, and so, yeah, he, this was like his creative take or his creative thought process on a magazine cover. And if, uh, you know, the magazine, it, it does push the limits a little bit. It's just a little bit more visual, all of the above, but. 
with that being said, you guys uh, aren't visual, you know. <laughs> no, I mean, with that being said, I think um, there were a lot of people really upset about it. It was really interesting. There wasn't it, a lot. Uh, sorry, there wasn't a lot. There was a handful, and I guess it matters to me. Uh, but there was a handful of people. It was really interesting. Like some people were like, oh gosh, don't worry. It's not his wife, which I thought that was kind of funny per take anyways. But it, to be honest, you know, for us, it wasn't a question. And even for Sai, like he said, uh, if Meg's not comfortable, totally fine. I totally get it. But like, uh, I think it'd be cool if it was Meg. And I think for Tyson, like he wouldn't have had anybody. He wouldn't have done it if it would have been another right. model. Not to say that that's a bad thing either, but um, so it was cool that I got to do it. And to be honest, there's been some feedback about, I, I don't know too, like the caption was red panty night. And so that was taken in different context, but it's actually UFC reference. So if the, for the most people that understood it and got it, it was, it was funny and they thought it was great. And there was no, um, innuendo, innuendo there. It was just mostly, uh, the UFC reference, but with that being said, there were a lot of uh, moms on there or people saying, uh, sorry, not a lot. There were a few comments on there um, saying things about like, how that's so disrespectful to your wife. How could you post that? That sort of thing. But like, I was very much asked beforehand. It wasn't something that was she done gave me the green me. light. Yeah. And to know? be honest, like we post stuff all the time with us playing with our kids in the pool and we're at the beach running around and like, to me, I guess I was really taken aback because I think that it covers more than <laughs> most bathing suits do. And so, and and it was funny. I shouldn't say funny, but some of those comments were coming from people that maybe had the same, you know, <laughs> visual things, but just they were in a bathing suit. So it's okay, you know? And, and to me, I guess I would say be slow to judge and slow to comment in that, you know, for me, like maybe it wasn't intended this way, but it felt a little shameful. Like we got a little mm -hmm. shame from it. And, and I know that like, I won't speak to who or whatever, but apparently, you know, there's some other comments floating around there that, that you either have to be the bad boy or you have to be, you have to be this, or you have to be in this category. You have to be a family. Man. Be you have to be this one. But the thing <laughs> is, is that we, I think if there's one thing and maybe Kyle, you, you could speak to this, but like, sure. I think we've tried to be ourselves no matter what yeah. we're doing, where we're at, how we raise our kids, how we do our things. And I very much say that like, we're not, we're not an instruction book of how to live your life or <laughs> uh, right. of how to do things. But if there's one thing that I've always like, thrown out there and would like to elaborate more on is there's not just one way, you know, and we're not just one type of people and we're not, we don't fit in one box. We don't just check one box at all. And so, and if there's one thing that, especially with this family vlog, that's going to be coming out, um, we're going to be authentic to who we are. Right. And, and for us, like, yeah, my kids have seen, seen me in bathing suits all the time. And like I, and, and to point that out in that way, it makes it feel inappropriate when it shouldn't be inappropriate. You know what I mean? And so I guess for me, I would like to say that. And I would like to say that, no, you don't have to be, we don't have to be perfect and polished. And we also don't have to be terrible and raunchy and, and, uh, and all of that, you know what I mean? We're just going to be who we are. Um, I'm very sorry if anybody didn't like the post or took offense to it. It was not intended that way whatsoever. It was a creative take on things. And to be honest, like all of the stuff that's out there and, and I'm not saying that there's different degrees, but in a way I am like, you know, there's, I, when we watch movie or <laughs> we turn on a TV show or a kids leave show, you know what I mean? Like 
I don't feel like, like I said, it's not how it was intended. That's not how I feel it was. And I feel like you should be careful with comments like that. And when you're asking Tyson to be one way or the other, like, please know we're just going to be ourselves. And and, yeah, go ahead, Kyle. Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. The the word I was going to say is, is authentic. And it's really, you've already referenced it, but it's true for, for you guys together and true for Tyson. To me, Part of the reason that you guys have had some of the opportunities that you've had, that Tyson has so many fans, that you guys have so many fans, is you guys are real. And real doesn't always mean perfect or <laughs> or saying you need to exactly be like me, but you're just being open and honest about who you are. And it's a very brave thing to do to show the world who you actually are. I think a lot of people are scared to do that. A lot of people are more in their shell. They're they're scared to show the world a, a side to themselves that may not always be like. So I think that people need to understand uh, that that's what you guys are always going to be. If, if something's a little perceived as edgier, I mean, it, it, again, it's just, it's going to be who you guys are. And I think this is a totally different category than, you know, like you said, one, a lot of comments, but some negative comments. Um, when, when you guys are on the same page about it, it's not like you were, you know, your arm was twisted into this. Like yeah, you knew no. what was happening. It was for a magazine. Like it was an artistic kind of different take on, on the sport and on, on relationships. So, uh, yeah, I think you guys are always going to be who you are. And I think that's why you have so many fans. Right. right. Um, <laughs> thank you for letting dun, me have dun, my, dun. my soapbox a little bit, but no, I just, you know what I mean? For all the things that we do for, for our kids and we, our kids are very involved in everything and, and we, we do free kids clinics and we absolutely love all the young fans and we did not mean to be offensive whatsoever, but I hope that people can take this conversation and put it into context and just know that we're just trying to be authentic to who we are. And I think our, yeah, our content will continue to reflect that. And when we do misstep or something is wrong, we are always the first to say like, Hey, we're sorry, or, you know, we can be better or now we're more conscious of it. But, um, my just little PSA is just before you comment and before you say something, uh, put yourself in that position and really think about the full, every angle to the subject and make sure that, um, it's really the, the, I guess, stance you want to take before you say it. Yeah, I think just, uh, you know, over the last nine years, if there's one thing that I've heard from fans that's very refreshing is that, yeah, I've I've always been super real, right? And uh, whether it's brands, it's fans, um, added supporters, whatever, right? So uh, I think uh, you, and you've told me this countless times, like anytime you post on Instagram, like you're you're worried about posting and stuff (laughs) like that. And I just like film stories all day long about the kids in the diapers. Yeah, or a messy house or the laundry on the couch or whatever. You know, Mac doesn't have any clothes on in the hot tub and I'm like catching like his backside. But, um, you know, and and I think uh, with that has has, um, just built me up a little bit and really made me very authentic, just like what you and K-Mac had just mentioned and uh, has brought in a lot of brand endorsements and stuff like that. And, and um I'm obviously very comfortable with myself and, and comfortable with you. And, yeah. and, and, yeah. and K-Mac knows there was this gentleman in the camp this last week or uh, in, in Baja. His name is Paul. Paul, the Paul, the chiropractor, right? <laughs> Paul, He's amazing. Paul, Paul must have kissed me like 30 times, right? <laughs> Told me he loved me a million times. And if there's one thing he could, he kept saying, he's like, I watch all your content. I love K-Mac. You know, K-Mac's a total stud. He's done so much for you. Uh, he watches the educational videos, watches the podcast, gets the newsletter, diehard fan, showed up day one <laughs> at Emily's club yeah, there, yeah. In, there in Myrtle Beach, decked out in TM gear, had the sketchers on. <laughs> 
Anyhow, so when he came to the camp, he's like, yeah, man, like, I've seen all your content and seen your interviews and stuff like that and just didn't know if you were going to be real. And just, like, the guy was I mean, the nicest guy, but just something he kept telling me, like, day day in, day out, multiple times as I'm getting kisses and hugs and all <laughs> the above, is that, like, I'm a, I'm a real dude. And he just well, really yeah. appreciated that. And um, And one little thing I'll say is there's been a handful of people throughout your career that have wanted to come in and shape you into – something else, right? Thinking like, oh, you'll be more marketable if you do this and you'll be more marketable if you appear to be this or, and I've asked you to be unauthentic and us, our representation, everybody that we've been involved with and even Kyle knows this, like we've shut that down hard. Like (laughs) one, for two reasons. One, like how freaking exhausting to, to, to try to pretend to be something all the time. Like there's just no way. There's no amount of editing. There's no amount of, um, I mean, we'd be freaking apologizing all the time because we'd be trying to be something that we're not. So that right. that's a big thing. And so, right. so I think know that it's you know we're always gonna be who we are, but also that yeah, it's just being authentic is the most important thing. But being authentic means that maybe you're not gonna be the good guy or the bad guy or the whatever. Like you're gonna be you. And so you know, take the labels off. <laughs> My last comment. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Love it. Uh, K-Mac, any last uh, uh, notes for us here? Uh, do you have anything going on for the next week with the fam, aside from kicking your kid's butt in uh, Fortnite? <laughs> well, I think they're uh, they're taking it to me pretty pretty hard. <laughs> we better. need to but send no, Kyle um, V-Bucks. Yeah, I got a, got a little uh, a private deal in, in Phoenix um, teaching before uh before the tournament looks like i'm gonna be in your corner excited to yeah to, yeah to support you and help uh your partnerships in any small way that i can um but just ready for ready for that and let's crush it let's crush it this year love it mama love you k and i love you uh, my name is Tyson mcguffin this is the mcguffin show we'll see you guys next episode